The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. For years now, community newspapers have been closing. In the last year alone, dozens have been shut down, including ones in Lacombe, Hinton, and Edson, just in Alberta alone. We know that COVID-19 is having a huge impact on businesses and jobs across the country. No one is immune. The virus has added to the challenge of keeping these small newspapers and media outlets open. In fact, there's a project that's keeping track of what is happening, and it shows that more than 2,000 staff have been laid off across the country um, in the past six weeks more than 100 outlets have been affected and 48 community newspapers have been closed down this week 15 community papers owned by post media are being shuttered including three that were once owned by the family of our next guest terry mcconnell is an author a screenwriter an editor a consultant you might remember him from his days at the edmonton journal and as the co-author of the biography of Peter Pocklington. I trade him again. He's also a very good friend of mine. Terry joins us now to talk more about the legacy of these papers. Terry, welcome back to the show. Well, well thank you very much. Good to hear from you. Nice to hear from you as well, Terry. Um, give me an idea, um, a little bit of background about your family's history when it comes to um, these three community newspapers um, that your family's tied to back in Ontario. When did it all begin? Uh, after the war, uh, 1955, to be specific, my father, uh, once he got out of the Air Force after the war, went to the daily newspaper business in Ontario, namely in, uh, in Woodstock and Ingersoll. And then along about, uh, uh, as I mentioned, in 55, he had a chance to take over a, a, a weekly in Tilbury, which is a small town between Chatham and Windsor. And, uh, you know, packed up everybody and we all moved down there and, and, uh, I mean, but that just that just set our life's course. Not just just for my parents, uh, who uh, who made a lifetime commitment to this particular endeavor, but to the the four of us kids as well. And uh, I myself spent uh, 20 years of my adult life. Uh, you know, you know, I used to I was there when I was a little kid, pulling <laughs> papers out of the press. You know, and I was like five six years old, or out of the folder. And uh, but I spent 20 years there as an adult. Ended up owning the papers myself uh, for for most of that time and and then eventually uh, sold them off and moved on but uh, it was uh, uh, these papers uh, they were 130 well the oldest one was the one in Tilbury is 136 years old 136 years old that's that's amazing when you when you say that you sold the the papers off and moved off it's it's not like um i mean that sounds pretty fancy but it's not it was a lot of hard work and it's not a it's not a huge money maker is it i mean it's more of a labor of love than anything i would say well it is i mean i certainly didn't get uh didn't get rich from it uh and and you know i admittedly these papers were they were always marginal in terms of profitability. I mean, there would be no reason to get into that business for uh, uh, to make money. In fact, at the time that we did sell them, uh, uh, two of the companies that I considered them, and Post Media was one, or a predecessor to Post Media, sold the newspapers. And Bose Media, which later became part of Quebec, or which owned the uh, Edmonton Sun, uh, both of them took a look at it and says, we don't think we can do any better with this business than you. Hmm. Uh, 
and, and so you know, that's, and so they they declined to buy it. But you know, eventually somebody did take them over, and and, and we moved on. And Terry, what is it about these community newspapers? These these papers in 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 small communities that serve not like a not a huge population that you believe makes them so special. Well, the, well there's a, there was and there continues to be a an appetite for the demand. I guess you could say demand for local news and. That was the case back then. That's been the case probably for the better part of the last 150 years or whatever in most small communities across the country. And I I believe that really hasn't diminished. There is still a demand for local news. It's just that the, the business model that allowed newspapers to operate for much of that time is broken, and they no, and it no longer works, and, and these newspapers are... Uh, they're just going out of business just one at a time there it's, it's dropping off but the you know they the demand for them the need for them it, it continues you talk about the business model and you talk about it being broken how so and 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 could it be salvaged well how so is 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 pretty easy uh the the, the biggest influence uh on uh, the business model breaking and you know that i don't want to suggest every newspaper was uh, was only marginal or, or not very profitable some newspapers were extraordinarily lucrative and even they went out of business once the model broke and uh essentially it's it was changing technology which you know it's kind of ironic because newspapers have traditionally uh been always at the forefront of changes in, uh, with changing technology. They were early uh, adopters of technology, as it were, because it made uh, their job easier and it made producing the newspaper easier. Uh, but once the internet came into play uh, and you had uh, uh, classified ad sites like Gigi or whatever the case may be, uh, it just it was devastating for newspapers because they I'll tell you when I worked at the Edmonton Journal I was there for 12 years now the, the entire third floor of the Edmonton Journal was was handling classified advertising <laughs> uh, and that's gone yeah. that, that's just gone it that business just disappeared and that was a very lucrative part of the business that paid a lot of bills and and uh, the uh, national advertising uh, disappeared went to Facebook Google uh, that sort of thing retail advertising switched over to flyers from space in the paper that uh, uh, just meant that uh, you know the paper may still deliver the flyer but it just becomes a wrapper around all these stacks of flyers inside if you live out in Fort Saskatchewan or Sherwood Park, you'd be familiar with that. Um, and, and it also means that if you're not buying space in the paper, if you're producing a flyer instead of buying space in the paper, then the paper not only loses that ad space, it loses the corresponding amount of news space, the, the space yeah. for news to go into the paper. And, um, and, and you add all those things up and suddenly you have a, a model that doesn't work anymore. Now, a lot of people will point the finger at Post Media or Torstar or any of these large conglomerates that bought these papers and ultimately uh, uh, shut them down. But, uh, and, you know, and I think justifiably so in a lot of the cases, but they weren't really built to, to run these newspapers. It's not part of that corporate culture, and they didn't know how to do it. My papers, for instance, they just 
laid off the entire sales staff. They laid off most of the editorial staff. Uh, production was all centralized, and you know, you got one editor, you got no salespeople, so there's no advertising coming in. I mean, what did they expect would happen? But ultimately, you, you know, you can't point the finger just at them. It, it, uh, it was a combination of factors that contributed to breaking the, the business model. Terry, you talk about the demand for for local news and that it's that it's still there, and certainly in these in these small communities, yeah, absolutely, because you know oftentimes the big papers aren't covering the news in the small communities unless it's something huge that happens. Yeah. But I think that I think that um, it's I think it's even more than that. And and you talked about it in an op-ed that you wrote, I think for the for the Windsor Star that's coming out this week. You talked about newspapers being uh, mirrors. You talk about um, the sense of community that that comes from these community newspapers about how it kind of pulls the community together. Can you expand on that a little bit, just on that that community feel of it all? Well, yeah, it, it, I was talking about this with somebody this morning. It, it uh, uh, this, let's take high school graduation because uh, yeah. this is the time of year when normally that would be going on. Um, in 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 the in the day when newspaper these newspapers were were active and thriving, well, that was something that that would uh, be covered in the paper. I can remember when my dad was publishing the paper in Tilbury. Every every uh, kid who was awarded an Ontario scholarship, which was you know anyone who achieved in the average over eighty five percent or whatever it was got his picture on the front page of the paper. And sometimes there might be 15 kids who did this, but you know, this is a big deal. High school graduation is a big deal. <laughs> minor hockey, you know, minor football, minor, you know, little league baseball, uh, church socials. And of course, then the real news, you know, what's, what, what is the municipality up to? Uh, you know, what, what are the changes that the town councilor are, are making? You know, why are they closing this street? You know, this is all stuff that people want to know about. And, and they take pride in. A lot of the comments I've seen on, on some of the things in Facebook since the news has announced these papers are closing was, you know, just we're going to miss this, we're going to miss this, we're going to miss this. This is all the stuff that they would, that these people were drawn to the papers. And as, as a marketing tool, too, you know, if the paper is coming out once a week or twice a week or whatever, it hangs around the house. Or yeah. did, and and you know, and that was good for advertisers because it didn't. It meant it wasn't going out in the next day's garbage, right? So you know, these are all things that uh, that uh, have created the problem, uh, and and that's where the but that attraction, that desire, that demand, the appetite for the paper has not, not gone away. It's just that they've it's, it will remain unfulfilled till we figure out something else. So when you heard, uh, when you've been hearing over the past uh, couple of years about the the closure of these of these of these newspapers, and you heard about the 15 that are coming this week, including the ones that your family uh, at one point owned and 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 worked at and dedicated decades to, where you cut your teeth as a as a journalist, as a writer, at, you know, how did that make you feel? I was surprised uh, at my own reaction because, I mean, I expected it. I hadn't been expecting to hear for quite some time. I, a friend of mine who was editor of the paper in Tilbury after, uh, long after I had left, called me up to, to, to tell me the news. He had, he had since left as well, but he had, uh, he had heard about it from a, a, friend, a mutual friend. And uh, I, I, I was just... 
I was shocked by my own reaction. I think it's kind of like when you know when you lose some member of your family and even if you know they've been sick and you kind of prepare yourself for the fact that this day is going to come when it happens you're not prepared no matter how much you think you are you're not prepared and it hits it is pretty hard. Uh, my sister in uh, Ontario, she lives in Prince Edward County now, she remarked, she says, it's like a tear in the fabric of your soul. Uh, just because uh, for our family in this particular case, but not just our family, for a, for the, the, the entire industry of families that publish these papers and also for all their millions and millions of readers, it's, it's, it's a loss. And uh, it certainly, in my case, my individual case, I took it much harder than I thought I would. Mm. It was, it was a, it was a blow. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the in the years to come when it comes to newspapers. I mean, media we know is changing, you know, so quickly, day by day yeah. almost, yeah. and and you're trying to keep up with it. But you know, newspapers, there's still something that's amazing about, in my opinion, of grabbing a paper and sitting down with a coffee and reading it front to back. But I haven't done that in a very long time. I wonder how many people are still doing that. I mean, do you even get a newspaper anymore, Tara? I do. I get the Globe and Mail, but I'm a dinosaur. And uh, I was talking to I was talking to a, uh, my, an old boss of mine. He used to be the editor in chief at the Journal, and uh, we were kind of commiserating over this. And he said, "You look at the obituary pages in the, in these papers now. He's every one of these obituaries is a former reader." And, you know, so if you got 10, 11 pages, especially nowadays with the, the pandemic, you get all these pages of former readers who, who uh, have, have died. And, and so the, the audience keeps shrinking. And so, yeah, I, 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 get, I get the paper for all the reasons you described, just having something to sit down with a coffee. But I recognize that it's not going to be that way. I'm the only one in my family who does this. Uh, none of my kids do. My wife doesn't. You know, it, it, uh, so I appreciate the fact. I think that there's going to be a future, and, it, and there could be. I think there's some some ways you could go with this, but it won't be as a print product. Uh, print's dead, or will be soon enough. Terry, before I let you go, um, how are you? How do you hope that um, your the, the 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 newspapers that your family once owned, that these small town community newspapers across the country, that are shutting down, how how do you hope that they'll be remembered? Or when someone looks back at their legacy, what do you think they'll say it was? Community service. I, re- I think what it really comes down to is is that you mentioned earlier about the newspaper being a mirror that holds itself up to the community. Uh, the people who will remember these newspapers, and uh, I recognize that that will be for another generation, and that will be about it. But um, they they will remember it as something that was made the community extra special. It gave it helped give it its identity. Uh, I think that's the thing that will will uh, be the most lasting legacy. Terry, Mc- Terry McConnell joining us this afternoon. Terry, thanks for chiming in on this. Thanks for your thoughts, your perspective uh, firsthand of this. I appreciate uh, your time and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julian. Take care. All right. Terry McConnell joining us this afternoon. It's 2.50 on 6.30 Ched Afternoons.